this morning is going to be a, fam- a family service. And so if you're new or visiting, um, it's going to be a little bit different. But I hope that you, you sense something of the love we have for each other here at Coast. Because at Coast, we're a family. And when our family hurts, we all hurt. Last week, Tom, our pastor, started a series um, called I Dare you. And the first week, my interpretation of it was um, to allow God to use our weaknesses and, our, in a sense, our disabilities. And I think this morning, there's a lot of us that are feeling weak right now. And I want to be able to honor Christ in our weakness this morning and to be a family. So this morning, I'm going to be sharing the testimony of David Bennett. I'm going to be sharing the testimony of Kevin Akrami, and I'm going to be sharing the testimony of Ryan Gates, all three of whom are longtime members of Coast Bible Church and have an incredible testimony of faith, and in doing so, to be able to pray for them, pray for their families, um, and just be a church body together. As a preface, if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open up to John chapter 11, and I just want to use this as a backdrop. In John chapter 11, we find um, the story of Lazarus, and I'm not going to share the whole story, but I just want to kind of pull out the middle section. Lazarus had died, and Jesus was made aware And in verse 17 of John chapter 11, we read this. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about 200 miles away, or two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Mary and Martha to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house... Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. I want to stop right there and just point out that in the midst of tragedy, Jesus shares the gospel. He shares the gospel before the miracle. And right now in our church, we're in the midst of tragedy. If you've heard me preach before over the years, I always say something that life throws you curveballs. Things in life happen that we don't expect. And this is a season right now in our church where lots of things are happening that we didn't expect. And in the midst of that this morning, I want to share the gospel with you. I want to share the gospel through the testimony of David, of Kevin, and of Ryan. 
And if you're here today and you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I pray that before this sermon's over, or if you're watching online, that you'll come to faith in Jesus Christ so that their testimony um, can bring new life to you. So I've mentioned David Bennett. If you're new to our congregation this morning, um, our hearts are heavy for the Bennett family. And if you haven't heard, um, just real quickly, this a week ago Sunday, David fell at his home and hit his head. Um, and he's been in the hospital. Um, he still has not woken up. Um, and we're praying for him. Praying for Joyce. If you guys are watching online, your church body's with you right now. Tom, Aaron. Personally, I've known David for 25 years. He hired me at Stony Brook. He saw something in this young, dumb kid. Um, He was my master teacher, my mentor. Here at Coast, he was an elder for years and years and years. Served in TNT so faithfully at the church. But did you know there's a point in time when David placed his faith in Jesus Christ? And did you know that he came to faith through somebody, they weren't a member of Coast at that time, but somebody dared to invite David to a crusade. And David's life was changed forever. Most of you know Glenn Eichler. Um, if you don't, Glenn, he lives in Oregon now. Grants Pass, is that right? Um, and I called him this past week, and we set up a Zoom. And I invited uh, Glenn, and Glenn was a longtime member of Coast. He was an elder here. Um, but they were next-door neighbors in Mission Viejo for 30-something years. In the video, Glenn's going to say 25 years, but I think it's more like 35 years. Um, and I just want you to listen to Glenn's story of how David came to faith in Christ. And then I invited Glenn uh, to pray for the Bennett family. So take a look. Share with you David's story and, um, and then to be able to pray for David. So thank you for taking the time, Glenn. And... Um, just tell us a little bit about David's testimony of faith. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. Dave has been a, he's been a friend of mine since he moved in next door, which is, I don't know, 25, 28 years ago. And uh, the day they were moving in, I came home from playing basketball Uh been playing outside. It was very hot that day. I was totally soaked and nasty, you know, but I saw them moving in and I thought, well, you know, this would be a perfect time to go over and just say hello and introduce myself and uh, kind of just get to know them a little bit. I'm just at least a little bit, just to say, we're here. You need anything, you know, come, come talk to us. And uh, of course they were enjoying the same heat that we were. And so they were really hot, and it was like, oh, what a tough day to move. So um, 
it was kind of strange because the house had only been vacant a very short time. The people that had lived there had moved out and, uh, and then it got sold fairly quickly to Dave and Joyce. We didn't know that at the time, but they had bought the house and they were moving in. And we were, uh, like I said, I was anxious to get over and meet them. So we went in and I introduced myself and we had, uh, we spoke for a few minutes and at the time, our church, not Coast Bible, but another church, our church where we were inviting neighbors and friends to go with us in a big bus that we had rented to see the Billy Graham crusade up at Angel Field. And for some reason, and I really don't know, it, I, it was just the Holy Spirit leading me at this point, I think. I just said, hey, why don't you guys come with us? You know, and surprisingly, it was one of those things where it's hard, it's, in retrospect, it's hard to look back and think to understand what they were probably thinking because they didn't even hesitate. They just said yes. I came to find out that at the time, Joyce was a Christian, but Dave wasn't. He was the self-described heathen. And uh, it was one of those things where, like I said, in retrospect, you can just see the Holy Spirit moving in his life and in my life also, because I'm, I'm not normally that bold with someone I have no idea about, you know. But I figured, well... Uh, at the time, I thought, well, this is a, this would be a great thing if we could get them to come. I kind of assumed they were Christians. I don't know why. But you know what? God used that. God uses us in strange ways sometimes that we can't even begin to understand until we're past it for, for a while. So we went to, uh, we started going to uh, the, the crusade. It was a three-night crusade. One of Billy Graham's last really big ones, I guess. And uh, it was one of those things where I had planned on going to all three, but business came up after the first one, and I couldn't go to the next two. And I, I was kind of concerned that maybe that would that would have a, a, a bad effect on Dave because I wasn't there. Well, God had other ideas. God just decided at that point, Dave, you're mine. He, his wife had been chasing him. God was using me. And uh, the third night, Dave went down. Dave went down and he accepted the Lord. It was just an incredible thing for our church at the time. Several other people did too. But for some reason, Dave had a big impact when he went down. And uh, he had... He, he really told me later that when I had asked if they would go with us to the Billy Graham crusade, he, he joked with his wife, honey, start packing the moving van again. We're getting out of here. Get away from these religious nuts. <laughs> and, uh, but obviously he didn't mean it because they didn't. And then he went ahead and accepted the Lord. What a praise that was. And I've just seen, I've just seen, you know, him grow. And uh, 
he, he's been a pastor at Coast Bible, and now his son is leading the church as the pastor. I just say, praise God. He does things that we can't even begin to understand in ways we can't anticipate. And that should give everyone comfort because we're all in his hand already for eternity now. What an incredible thing. That's really Dave's story and, and my small part, seriously, my small part in, in, uh, in what happened with Dave. And I'm just, I just praise God for that. Says that uh, the scripture says that the angels in heaven rejoice when one person comes to salvation. Absolutely. And I've known Dave for over 25 years, and he was already a Christian, and he was, you know, my mentor um, here at Stony Brook. He hired me 25 years ago as my boss, and um, just to see from the point he accepted Christ so many years ago you know through your obedience to christ god using his life to further his kingdom and being influential uh, god changed his lives he changed dave's life and um praise god for that um well glenn is there anything i I, i'm not sure if uh the bennett's are watching this live stream today uh, but is there anything you'd like to say to joyce tom aaron or the kids um as a shout out just yeah just the following just remember, even though we're in Oregon, we're still here for you. If you need anything, we have airplanes up here and everything. It's almost modern. And uh, we would be happy to come and help. I'm saying that directly to Joyce. And the rest of the family, just remember that we love you, just like Scott and his family love you. And uh, never take that for granted because uh, it comes down to God gives us many people in our lives some of which are Christians. And the Christians are the ones that you can truly depend upon. And I just praise God that uh, the Bennett's are next door. And uh, Tom and Aaron and the girls are all part of it. I guess a little Soren too then. <laughs> I kind of forgot about him. But uh, so, yeah, just that we love him. And we'll look forward to a quick recovery. We're praying for that every day. Absolutely. So... Just take care. And Lloyd, he recognized a quality person when he hired you. <laughs> and I just praise God that you were with the church there yeah. and uh, still in a leader, leadership position. Well, Glenn, I, uh, I would like you to say a word of prayer for the Bennett family and David. And, um, and if everybody would just join us in a, in a word of prayer right now. Yes. Gracious Father, Lord, thank you for the chance to enter your throne room right now. We know, Lord, that uh, you've given that special privilege to Christians, and we thank you for it. We ask now that we would raise up Dave and Joyce, the whole family, really, Lord. We ask that you would heal Dave quickly, give Joyce and Tom and the rest of the family uh, strength and comfort and patience. They will need patience because I understand this can be a slow, a slow recovery. But we also know, Father, that we have an eternity already set with you. What a praise that is. As we get older, we recognize that even more and more. 
We ask now, Lord, like I said, to just bless Dave. I'm asking right now for a healing, a quick healing. And I know Dave will give you the glory for it. Pray these things now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Glenn. I know this, um, you're one of it. Those of you that know Dave Bennett and the impact he's had for the kingdom of Christ over the years, it started 30-something years ago because Glenn, people like Glenn and Joyce, dared to invite him to a a Billy Graham crusade. God changes lives. And I think the biggest testimony of God's grace is the fact that God changes lives. I've invited Scott to come up, um, Glenn's son, (laughs) who's now the next-door neighbors to Dave and Joyce, just to come up and say another word of prayer for David and the family. Lord, our Father, Master of the universe, creator of each one of us, Father, creator of all living things, Father, a Father that creates everything and yet would humble himself to come down and have a relationship just with us, Lord. We beseech now on behalf of the Bennetts to heal Dave. Lord, it's at this time that we struggle the, the greatest with our faith, I would, I would estimate. Wanting both to have back our friend, our father, our husband. But recognizing that in your grand plan, you have bigger plans than just our desires, Father. We know that your desires are greater than ours, Lord. Lord, I pray that this moment would be a time when you bring others closer to you. This time of introspection, these quiet, hard times, Father, that we would draw nearer to you, Lord. We would draw nearer to each other. That we would lean on our brothers and sisters. That love would be shown. Love would grow, Father. But Lord, we, we pray for healing for Dave. We pray for patience, for understanding, for Tom and Joyce. We pray for clarity, Father. We pray for strength, for the kids. Lord, I pray that we would lift them up in prayer. I thank you for the outpouring of love they've received, Father. I thank you for the generous support that has been given from this body, Lord. I pray, Lord, that through this all, the Bennetts would see how much Dave is loved in this life, Father. I pray that you'd be with all of us now, Father, as we lift them up. Give us the words, give us the wisdom, the patience, Father, in these times. 
Let us be filled with joy and life, knowing that this life is not the last life. This is but a moment. And beyond all the other decisions, beyond all the expectations, beyond all the hope, remembering that this life is not our hope. Let us serve you. Let us focus on you. Let us remember that our Father in heaven stands by us every day, carries us when when we're weak. I pray that you allow us to be carried now, Father, in your comfort knowing that you love us above all things, each one of us, Lord. Hold us in your love. It's in your name and your son's name that we pray that we have the ability to come before you and beseech you, Father. And it's in those names that we say amen. Amen. Thank Thank you. Aaron, we love you. Tom, Joyce, we love you. Your church body loves you, and we're praying for you. I encourage all of you, um, the Bennett's have set up a Caring Bridge website, and that's probably the best way to stay up to date with David's situation. They posted some amazing family pictures. Um, That's where you can write comments of encouragement to them. Um, Just let them know that we're here for them. David's life was changed. Kevin Akrami, another longtime member of Coast Bible Church, um, has an incredible testimony of faith. And for those of you who don't know Kevin that well, um, again, I've been here a long time, and, and back before COVID, I used to sit in row four where Brent and Orchid are right now. That was my pew. And Kevin and Orchid would sit in the row behind me. And that's usually when we would catch up before church, just chatting, checking in on each other um, for years and years and years. Arch Rutherford, our pastor emeritus, pastor here for 23 years with Orchid, had a big role in Carolyn in um, allowing Kevin to come in faith in Christ. So I've invited Arch Rutherford. We Zoomed yesterday. And this morning, by the way, Arch is preaching at his son Craig's church. Craig is being commissioned um, as the pastor of his church in Durango, Colorado. So it's an exciting time for them today. But yesterday I met with Arch. Um, Amy got him set up on Zoom. And I just asked Arch to take a few minutes to share Kevin's testimony. um, And then asked Arch to pray for the Akrami family. We're... um... We have heavy hearts for our body this morning, and we just talked about David and prayed for him, and now we just want to take a few minutes and lift up the Akrami family, and I was thinking about you because you know how Kevin came to Christ, uh, to faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, and um, I just wanted you to take a few minutes and share his testimony and, um, and, and pray for him and the family. So thanks for joining us this morning. Well, I appreciate it. I want to just say that uh, Kevin and Manu and Orchid, uh, they have been very, very good friends, and very genuine uh, believers and genuine friends who uh, have uh, shown an interest not only in me, but in many others there at Coast Bible Church, as well as beyond. I met Kevin in, uh, 
and Manu in the early 90s. I don't know the specific time or service or, or context. Uh, Orchid was in graduate school in northern Ohio, and her host family attended a church that my good friend, a very close friend, uh, Jim College, was pastoring in uh, the Akron area. And uh, Orchid became uh, a believer and, uh, and was, uh, I think, impacted by uh, Pastor College's and that church's ministry. I don't know the exact details, but uh, she clearly was a strong believer when I met her at uh, Coast Bible Church. Uh, Orchid became a, a believer, and then Kevin and Manu were questioning and wanting answers uh, to what happened, why, why she all of a sudden became a believer in Jesus Christ. And uh, Jim College uh, gave, uh, you know, gave her answers and helped bring her to that point and, uh, and gave uh, the host family that, uh, that uh, she was staying with my telephone number. And uh, Kevin called me to explain what this was all about, becoming a Christian. And we met at their home for a meal, Carolyn and I. And, of course, I want to give Carolyn a lot of the credit because she was always outstanding and just warming up to people and helping them warm up to her. And uh, she was always a good front person for me because I, I lacked that gift to some extent. <laughs> to me, I just get right into it and start talking. But uh, Carolyn was just such a warm person to uh, share our life with and our, our blessed Savior's salvation. New and Kevin were very hospitable, and uh, that that at that time, and of course, if those of us that know him over uh, many years and uh, continue to know him and, and Manu, uh, they have continued to be very hospitable and outgoing. They love people. They love to talk, and that's always been a, a good thing. Anyhow, I began talking uh, with Kevin, and Kevin always likes to say, I led him to the Lord, but I was just a person who was able to answer some questions, as I know others did too. And of course, we all know, and I think Kevin knows and realizes in his heart, that he processed those answers with some help from me and others, but at some moment in time, he believed and received eternal life. It wasn't like, you know, Kevin let's pray a prayer, let's do this, let's do that. You don't do those things to become a Christian. You believe, and Kevin believed in, etern- in the Lord Jesus Christ for everlasting life within himself, although he was encouraged along by people like me and others. Kevin, I know, uh, has uh, struggled over the years with uh, a number of, of challenges physically and uh, health-wise, uh, but he's always maintained, every time I see him at the church, he always runs up and wants to talk and mm-hmm. encouraging. He's a very friendly man. And so I, I really appreciate that friendship. And Orchid was always a, a wonderful uh, daughter who uh, took an interest in looking out for her parents. And especially the most important thing, looking out for them spiritually. And uh, she's been a great impact on them as well. And I thank, thank God for Minou's very faithful wife, and friend over the years, I know it to my wife, Carolyn, they took a lot of, uh, had a good friendship, and Carolyn took a lot of interest in her. 
So I, I appreciate uh, the opportunity just to share a few things here about Kevin. Thank you so much, Arch. Um, you know, I, I would love if you'd be able to just say a prayer for Kevin. I sure will. As of right now, I believe he's still at Mission Hospital, um, just really weak. I know he's going to need knee surgery down the months, and he's dealing with a rare form of leukemia um, and receiving treatment for that. So, um, yeah, just pray for, for Kevin and Minu and the family. I will. Our gracious God and Father, we are so grateful for those friendships that you lead us into over a lifetime people that have made a difference in our life, and we in turn have had the opportunity to make a difference in their life. And I thank you for Kevin and Manu and for Orchid, for their families. And thank you, Father, for uh, the joy that Carolyn and I have have had of uh, being close friends and enjoying fellowship with them in numerous occasions. We thank you for their love, their love for the church, and their love especially for our Lord Jesus Christ and their gratefulness to him for granting them the gift of eternal life. And I just pray that you would continue uh, to work with them, prosper them in the days to come. I think particularly of Kevin. And uh, Father, he, he is in the hospital and I'm, I'm sure he's crying out for help. And, and I pray that you would meet that need and uh, help him to uh, recover if that is your will and uh, that uh, he'd be able to uh, rejoin the church and the family. But we also know that there comes a time in life when uh, we pass from this life into your presence. And uh, we don't uh, look forward to death, but we look forward to what comes after death. And that is a presence with our Savior, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that Kevin is filled with that vision and that, that hope as well. But we do pray that uh, your powerful hand would touch his body and grant him uh, a measure of health as he recovers. And uh, we just uh, thank you for the family. Pray for Manu that you would comfort her and help her through this time as uh, she uh, stresses over things that uh, she hears at the same time, has great memories that encourage her heart. And thank you for Orchid and her faith and that uh, she took an interest in her parents and uh, their spiritual destiny and took uh, the moment, the time to to talk with them and bring them to uh, an understanding of of uh, her, their faith and to become a disciple of Christ. And so we pray for her as well, comfort her through this time. Again, we thank you for Coast Bible Church and for the great ministry they've had in so many lives uh, that uh, have been touched by those who have been faithful in the church family of sharing their faith. Thank you again. We love you and pray your blessing upon us and upon the church family and upon Kevin and Manu and Orchid. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm not sure. I believe Kevin's still in the hospital admission. He's been there for about two weeks, just really weak. Um, he does... He fell at home, tore a tendon in his knee, and is going to need knee surgery, but obviously can't do it right now, and being treated for leukemia. But behind all that, God changes lives. At some point, Kevin was persuaded through questioning and thinking about, what is Orchid believing? What is all this Christian stuff about? 
And at some point, he became persuaded that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And he has life everlasting. God changes lives. If you're watching a live stream, I'm probably going to go off camera for a second, but you'll be able to hear. I've asked Jack Culp to say a prayer for Kevin and the family. And I'll bring the mic to you, Jack. I've known Kevin and Minu and Orchid and Brent and their lovely daughter for as long as they've been coming to this church. Kevin has worked for me for the last 10 years in the financial end, preparing invoices, checking invoices for shipment. He's done a wonderful job. We know that he's in the hospital struggling to stay alive. We know that he understands that he has faith alone and Christ alone and he has the gift of eternal life. We pray for his well-being, his recovery, and for the strength for his family, daughter, granddaughter, son-in-law, especially. And God, well, Kevin is incapacitated. He's still on the payroll. And we love him. And thank you, God, for putting Kevin and Manu in our life. Father, we thank you for this time of remembering Kevin and Manu and his struggle in this life. But as we age, as I age, we all age, we get closer to being called home. We realize how important daily health is. We have important prayers for one another are. This Coast Bible Church is our family. Thank God for this family. We pray that you'll continue to support it, maintain it, and we especially ask, Father, as a family, as a corporate family, that we lift up Kevin Akrami in our prayers for healing, if it be your will. We ask for strength during this healing process for the family. We thank you, God, for the fact that we know, we know, faith alone, Christ alone, Kevin Akrami, if he's called home, he begins eternal life with Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for this time of prayer. Thank you for the love that we have in this family. Thank you, Father, for this church on the hill. In Christ the Lord's name, amen. David's life was changed. Kevin's life was changed. And we got someone young at Coast Bible Church whose life was changed. Ryan Gates, recently married to Hannah. Who would have thunk? But did you know that Ryan came to faith in Christ through the ministry of our Coast Bible youth group? He had a friend invite him here. To church and they went to forced home and his life was forever changed I've asked Doug to come up and share Ryan Gates' testimony and we're actually going to get Ryan on the phone 
Um, and while Doug's coming up, I just want you to know a few weeks ago, Ryan was in a shooting accident, a hunting accident, where the barrel of his gun exploded and got shrapnel in his, in his eye. And as we speak right now, Ryan had surgery yesterday um, to try to repair the retina, to take out the cataract and the lens, and to put, an, I think, an oil bubble or something. And he has to lay flat on his belly. So when we call him, he's laying flat for a week. Then I believe six more months of can't lay on his back. Um, so talk about curveballs in life, things you don't expect. But yeah, we trust in God. God knows the plans he has for us. So Doug, share real quick uh, Ryan's testimony, and then we're going to get him on the phone. I have so many emotions right now, but I'll try to keep it brief. So those of you that don't know me, I'm a school teacher outside of here. And every year you have some students that are harder than others to teach. And I had one student, and if he's watching, I doubt he is, but I might send him a text and say to watch our live stream today. His name was Ronan Corlett. He was a squirrely little sixth grade kid. Half of the days I spent trying to shape him in or ship him out, I almost lost my job multiple times because of my impatience with him, my frustration with him. But as I've told all my students, people that are hurting, people that are seeking attention, they all have a story. And Ronan Corlett, although I didn't want him in class at times because he made my life crazy, he decided to also show up to youth group. And so after being at school all day with him, he would come to youth group. And as I got to know him at youth group, he became a completely different kid. And I'm not saying that Ronan was transformed overnight. He unfortunately didn't have a family of upbringing of people that were Christian. He lived in an atheist family. Uh, his parents got a divorce right around sixth grade uh, into that area. But he had a friend named Ryan Gates. And as they got into, you know, Ronan went through sixth, seventh, and eighth grade of our junior high youth group and then came into high school. And we had a guys all-nighter. Those are fun, right? Freshman year, in comes Ryan Gates at Buffalo Wild Wings in Aliso Viejo. And Ryan Gates tells me, and Tom was there too, let's order the hottest wing we can and then let's video it and see who can actually withstand eating it. And right then and there, I knew I was going to love this kid, that this was a kid we wanted at our youth group, that this was a kid that was going to have his life changed for the better. But Ryan, if you know him, is one of those people that's very conservative and very cheap. And so when the time came, this was October when he came to our, our men's uh, all-nighter, I could start seeing him as he came each and every week to youth group. He was starting to buy in more and more and more. And I'm like, we can just get him to Forest Home. But the first summer, he didn't go to Forest Home because he didn't feel like $525 was something he wanted his parents to spend on him. He was always concerned for other people. And then the next year came, and my wife was pregnant, and we had Paisley Blue. And we weren't able to go to Forest Home, but Ryan was able to go to Forest Home. It was the end of his sophomore year. And I told Jen, even though Paisley is only, I, I want to say she was like may, maybe six months. Would you say around that time? Three months. I begged and begged and begged. If you know me, Forest Home is like my second home. Please let us go up there. And we decided that we were going to go on Tuesday night. 
because Tuesday during the day was Mud Bowl. And so had to go to Mud Bowl and be all in with that with the kids. And then Tuesday night was decision night. Well, on that night, I got to experience Ryan Gates, who I'd already seen starting to buy in. I, he was asking me questions after youth group. He, we got him a Bible. He was starting to read his Bible. But on that night, I saw something different. I still remember the song that was playing. It was You Make Me Brave by Bethel Worship. And I remember him and my friend Keenan, one of my other youth kids, standing up and making a change to give their life to Christ forever. And I was only there one night. Will and Emily were actually the, the youth leaders uh, overseeing that week. And I only got to be there one night. And I was like, for whatever reason, God wanted us to be there that night so that I could follow up with him. And after that, everything changed for Ryan. His lifestyle that he lived in his old nature completely was put away. The things that he was doing that were of the world. He said no to those things. And he started becoming more and more involved in youth group. But youth group can be emotional. It can be a hype. And once you get to college you kind of like simmer out sometimes. That's the fear of a teacher. That's the fear of a youth leader. But something changed in him because action spoke louder than his words. Not only did he grow closer and become our core in our youth group, but then one day he sat in the office with me and Tom and said, I think I might want to do this youth group thing one day. I think I might want to be a youth pastor, a youth director, even though he had already marked his whole life out as being an EMT and, and maybe going into you know game and hunting and those things there was another direction for him. And if he wouldn't have stayed around and if he wouldn't have, have served in this capacity, he would have never met Hannah. And we wouldn't see the life that God's, all the pieces that have come to the puzzle of Ryan Gates' life. So that's a little bit of his story. A squirrely kid named Ronan Corlett brought him to youth group. And what Ryan Gates' life was forever changed. We still think of Ronan to this day and we'll tell him one day about it. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. Stay here, stay here. Ryan Gates, can you hear us? Oops. Can we turn this mic back on? What's that? Oh, I want to make. I have you on speaker. I want to make sure our mic picks you up. Okay. Can you guys hear Ryan? Okay. Very good. Well, I just had Doug share your testimony, and uh, we're talking today just how God changes lives, and. Um, it's just amazing that you grew up in a household that were not believers, that you were persuaded that Jesus is the Christ, and, um, and just dedicated your life to him. And so we just praise God for that. And, you know, life threw you a little curveball a few weeks ago. Um, and I just want you to know, as our Coast Bible Church family, we just want to pray for you and Hannah. Um, give us a little update real quick. Yeah, well... I'm uh, talking to you, laying face down right now, and uh, fortunately, we found a table with a hole in it, so I've been able to watch the uh, the service through it, uh, looking down at the ground, but uh, things are going pretty good, you know, it's been a, a tough go uh, since the hunting accident, but really, uh, just the, the Lord has been present through it all. And um, overall, there's been a lot more. Uh, the, the blessings just have really outweighed the the trials of this time. Um, I mean, I've from from the beginning when it happened, um, just things like having um, 
you know, when when the gun exploded, my buddy was a ways away, and we had kayaked into the spot that we were hunting at, and so I was I was yelling for help to try and get him to um, come and find me because I was down in a ditch and couldn't see, and because I was yelling, uh, these two other guys came out of the woods, and they had a, a boat with a motor on it, and they took us out of there, and um, my buddy was just praying over me, and we were asking the Lord to save my eye, and, um, you know, as we got to the hospital, and, uh, you know, they did the surgery on me and everything, and going in there, we didn't know whether or not I was going to come out with, um, with two eyes still, and, um, sure enough, the Lord chose to save my eye, and, um, you know, now we've gone through a second surgery to reattach the retina, and, Truth be told, the doctors aren't optimistic, but um, we're just continuing to pray for a miracle, and we've just been so blessed through it all to have a lot of people that are praying for us and um, taking care of us, and I'm incredibly blessed to um, have the most amazing wife in the world here to take care of me every day, and um, just like I said, the, the blessings have distantly outweighed the trials right now. Amen. Well, hey, um, we just wanted you to know that as Coast Bible Church, our family, you're in our prayers, and Hannah especially, you know, you're just so young on your, your new adventure of marriage and life, um, and just to be with you as you trust in the Lord um, with things that you just don't understand. So I've asked Doug to come in and pray over you. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, I love you, buddy. Hope you know we're all praying for you here. Gracious God, I just come to you, Lord. I know that you can heal. I know that you can provide. Lord, thank you for the testimony of of Ryan Gates, just him sharing right now that the blessings outweigh the trials, Lord. Thank you for the optimism. Thank you for his perspective right now. Lord, we know he has a thorn in his side, right now, God, but we're asking you to take it away. We're asking you to restore his vision to him, Lord, fully, 100%, God. Just like you did in the Bible with the healings and the miracles of the Bible, Lord, we know you can do that, God. Lord, we do praise you and thank you for Hannah and the blessings she is to him. Such a sweet and patient and understanding and loving and kind wife who desires the things of you, God. Lord, I pray you strengthen them through this time, Lord. I pray that you will be Ryan's strength when he's weak right now, Lord, as he's laying face down. I, I pray, Lord, you, you'll just, the Holy Spirit will just um, strengthen him more and more, empower him, Lord. Allow him to have this palpable just relationship with you right now, Lord. Teach him things through, through encouragement, through your word, through worship, whatever it may be, God. Just Continue to walk each and every step of the way with Ryan. Lord, empower Hannah. Allow her to know she doesn't have to do this on her own. Bring the right people into her lives up there. Lord, um, friends and people that can encourage them in this time. Bring the right people in, in their neighborhood. Um, just people that continue to pour into them as well, Lord. Lord, we are praying with expectancy that you can and will heal his eye, Lord. We are already praising you that his eye wasn't taken from him. But now, Lord, we are praying in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will restore his vision, Lord. We pray as a body, corporately, in community, Lord, that your will be done. 
God, we believe in you. We believe you can do this, Lord. We give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Ryan and Hannah, we love you guys. And you're in our thoughts and prayers, okay? Thank we you. We, we love you too. Okay. God bless. I'm going to hang up now and you can continue going back to the delay on live stream. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. God changes lives. Amen. A squirrely junior higher, Ronan Colette Corlett, I was his teacher too. I say everybody has a story. Everybody has a journey. Glenn dared to invite David on the first day he met him. Kevin asked questions because his daughter, what's this Christian stuff all about? And Arch and Carolyn were obedient just to listen and, and help answer. Ronan, a squirrely junior higher, invited Ryan Gates to Coast Bible Youth Group. And all of them, in their own time, in their own way, were persuaded that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God, and they have eternal life in his name. The service is going to go a little long. Is that okay? If you need to leave, you can leave. But I want to sing a song because that's what I've been doing lately. And the song is really for the young kids in here. Because some of you are, are pretty young in your journey of faith. But I want you guys to leave here because this is kind of depressing, I know. You know, man, this is heavy stuff. I just want to go play. Um, but I want you young ones in here to realize that God loves you. And that Jesus has a story for you, too. David, Kevin, and Ryan all accepted Christ, either as a teenager or as an adult. I accepted Jesus when I was four years old. That's when I believed in Jesus. And some of you might not be quite four, because they're probably in little kid school. But as you guys get older, you're going to realize that man, Jesus loves me. It's not because my mom and dad are Christians. It's not because I go to Coast Bible Church. It's not because I just believe that he died for my sins. But he wants to change your life. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. When I was in college, I, I was part of a little men's group, and, and we all had to share our testimony. So I decided to write a song about my testimony. I mean, what does it mean to accept Jesus when you were four, Right? Um, I didn't have a, a conversion like David or Kevin or, or Ryan. I kind of, you know my mom, Marianne. I was raised in a loving home with my mom. Doug, can I have you help me get my guitar? I'm just going to do this. Tom Bennett preached last week, you know, to use our weaknesses. So what the heck? I'm not Doug. Tom used to be the worship leader. I forgot about that. Uh oh. Put it, I'll get you in. You just put your strap back on. Okay. There we go. If you're a believer this morning, as I think through my testimony, I want you to think back to your testimony. We all have a journey, and I want you to think back to that first time 
that you believed. Think about where you were then, through all the ups and downs of trials, and where you are today. Because we all have a story to tell. And my prayers when we leave here today that we'll dare to share that story um, of Jesus' faithfulness. Back in 1974, I got on my knees down upon the floor and I said, Jesus, oh Jesus, you know I believe. I didn't fully understand the words I said, being only four they lacked all possessed, but I said, Jesus, oh Jesus, you know I believe. Oh, I believe I remember that first time that I got down on my knees And I said, Jesus, I believe I'm sorry for sinning, please forgive me It was right then I was set free I've been redeemed, oh, I believe, oh, I believe. Well, life went on day by day, nothing special ever came my way until that first time, oh. I believe I remember that time just a few years back standing in the desert with my heavy pack and I said Jesus oh Jesus you know I believe oh I believe Just like you were with Joseph in that deep dark pit With Moses at the burning bush With Daniel in the lion's den With Jonah down in Nineveh Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. I know that you're with me And with David And with Kevin And with Brian And with all of us I believe in Jesus That he is the Son of God I believe he died and rose again I believe in Jesus and the three in one And I believe Jesus, he loves me He really cares for me Oh, I believe Oh, I believe Life goes on day by day Same old song, now sung a different way Life has meaning more than ever before And I have Jesus now to thank this for Oh, well, you know that I believe 
I remember that first time that I got down on my knees And I said, Jesus, I believe It seems so funny that the words I said that Would become words that mean the most to me So very dear to me Oh, I believe Oh, I believe Oh, I believe You got a plan for me Oh, I believe Oh, I believe As the worship team comes up David believes, Kevin believes, Ryan believes, I believe. The most important decision you'll ever make in this lifetime is what you believe about Jesus Christ. And today my goal was to pray for David and Kevin and Ryan, but even more importantly, my prayer is I wanted to share the gospel through their testimony. God changes lives. And if you haven't been persuaded that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that you can have everlasting life through faith in him, I pray that the Spirit will just tug on your heart, that you'll ask the questions, and that you will be persuaded and have life eternal. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your love for us. And we thank you for the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, I thank you for the testimony of David Bennett and Kevin Akrami and Ryan Gates, all who are going through tragedy right now. But Lord, you're faithful and you are good. So in the midst of our tragedy, Lord, we share the gospel. We proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray if there's anyone here or watching online that doesn't know who you are, that they'll come to faith in Jesus Christ, Lord, and allow their testimony to bring glory to your name. Lord, we thank you for this family we call Coast Bible Church, and we do lift up the Bennett family, the Akrami family, Ryan and Hannah. We do pray for a miracle. We do pray for healing, Lord. We pray we'll be able to surround them as a church community and just encourage and support them and, and just pray without ceasing. Lord, we commit them to you. In Jesus' name, amen.